Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I'm gonna need some whiskey glasses if I'm gonna make it through. If I'm a bass single, I'm gonna need a double side of that heartbreak proof. Man, what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. This is Morgan Wallen. He's just like doing everything he can to sabotage his own success. Uh, Morgan Wallen was a guy, you may have heard about him. He uh, got uninvited to uh, appear on Saturday Night Live. He was all scheduled to be the musical act in like one of the first weeks, I think, of the season uh, this year. But then uh, the week leading up to the performance... He decided to go to this like college football game in the States and get loaded and he was making out with girls in a bar and he was videotaping it and doing shots off people and all this stuff. During he, COVID. During COVID. And uh, the thing is, like Saturday Night Live, they're only able to operate because they're all following very strict rules. They're all being tested every day. Yes. And uh, and they're like, you can't come now because you just like showcased yourself being <laughs> completely ignorant to all the different measures that are in place. Yeah. Luckily for him, like, I mean, he was so lucky he got a second invite. Yeah. I don't even know why Lorne Michaels took pity on him. If I'm Lorne Michaels, I'm like, fuck this guy. (laughs) He's going to do that to me. I guess I'm just more, you know, like... uh, People who play by the rules. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just like, uh, yeah, maybe we'll get you on when we're really stuck and have nobody in a year or two. But they brought him on later that, uh, you know, late in 2020. And now... Morgan Wallen is like apologizing because he was dropping N-bombs while wasted with his buddies outside of a house. Uh, The neighbor heard them like it was like a kind of a big ruckus. I can play. This is they get home from the bar. It's midnight on Sunday. Hang on. Let me stop this music here. Yeah. So this is um, Morgan Wallen and some pals after coming back from the bar. Everybody's been there, right? I mean, we've all been there, right? Your neighbor comes home wasted and they don't realize how, like, giant assholes they are for keeping everybody up. They're just yelling and playing around. And then he starts dropping N-bombs like crazy. And somebody's filming him. Somebody's filming him because they hear all this noise. They're like, who's this? And then they start filming out there. It turns out it's Morgan Wallen. Mm -hmm. And he's dropping the N-word. And uh, obviously, can't be doing that. No. This is a guy, you think like of all the different steps he's had in his success, and obviously he's got some talent, you know, to be able to sing mm-hmm. and play the guitar and write songs, but lots of people are out there who have, you know, never been discovered. Yeah. He gets on The Voice. Okay. Now, tons of people end up on The Voice, they end up nowhere. He gets on The Voice, and thank God he's a country artist, because that seems to be the one format that embraces contestants of reality shows. Mm-hmm. Then he gets invited to Saturday Night Live, screws that up, has to apologize. And then he's like, gets over that. Now he's dropping N-bombs and he's having to apologize for that. Uh, This was his apology after the Saturday Night Live incident. I have some growing up to do. You know, I think I've lost myself a little bit. 
I've tried to find joy in the wrong places and I don't know, it's left me with less joy. So I'm gonna go try to work on that. I'm gonna uh, take a step back from the spotlight for a little while and go work on myself. And I guess he's probably going to have to take a step back from the spotlight again and work on himself. Damn. And hopefully he has a third chance or a mm. fourth chance, you know? He's too old for this. I'm like, is this guy like 19? Is that why he's making these mistakes? He's 27. Yeah, you should know better. You should know better. Yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah. People would kill for the opportunities right. that he has had. You know, it makes me think back to a conversation we had earlier on our radio show and how hard I worked to get into radio. And then, like, if I got my first job and then I started acting like a huge asshole and I blew that chance, it'd yeah. be such a waste for I'm just, all the, you know, time I put into it. I'm just seeing now, uh, after racial slur, Morgan Whalen suffering uh, losses in country radio play. So yeah, they dropped him. They dropped him, uh, they dropped his songs him. from the playlist and... Wow. I mean, that's just one portion of how people are heard these days. Yeah. I mean, thank God for him. They're still, you know, streaming. And I'm sure they'll be within the his fan base. They'll be like, why can't he say that? Lots of people say the N-word and hip hop and what a, you know, mm-hmm. double standard. What, he's a white guy. But he's a white guy. You <laughs> can't do that. You can't do Jay-Z that. Jay-Z can do that. Drake can do that. Yes. Morgan Wallen? No. no. Yeah. You know, Patrick sent us a text uh, during the show today that we do on energy. And he said, uh, I was just listening to Tucker's first story of his first radio job. Maybe you guys can talk about your radio careers in the podcast. I love your podcast. It makes my after work walk so much more fun. That's Mm. from Patrick. Yeah. Uh, You know, we all had different experiences with getting into radio. Some of us had to work a lot harder to get in than (laughs) others. Some of us were desperate. Yeah, I probably wanted it too much. Like, I decided when I was 13, maybe, that I wanted to be in radio. I loved listening to the radio. Like, I was always super interested in morning shows when I'd be waking up to go to school. Yeah? And uh, and I just loved the idea that, like, you didn't know what they looked like, and I loved meeting radio people, and then you'd be like, oh my God, you're so horrible looking, and you sound so cool (laughs) on the radio. Didn't you have, like, an uncle or something who worked in radio? And uh, when I was 13, I got to visit my cousin, who who worked for a Toronto radio station called CHFI. He was a producer on the morning show. Oh, wow. So my dad, who lived in Toronto at the time, I was in Montreal. I was visiting my dad with my brother and sister. My cousin's like, hey, come spend the morning with us and, you know, see the show. Amazing. Getting to see it behind the scenes, I was like, this is seems like the best way to make a living. Yeah. They they were just sitting around. It was Don Daynard. And I don't know if Erin Davis was there. She was probably there. I don't remember. I just remember Don Daner in particular. And uh, anyway, they were like lovely people and it looked like such a fun way to make a living. They were just hanging out, making each other laugh. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looked so cool. So I'm like, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. From that point on, it was all I ever wanted to do. And that was your mistake. That was my mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Like I wish I'd had the same drive to be an astronaut. You know what I mean? Right. Or like a... um, like a high-end doctor. <laughs> surgeon? No, like more than a surgeon. Uh, what do you call the people? The uh, anesthesiologist. Oh, Someone yeah. like that. That would have been a killer choice in careers. Radio? Eh, you know. <laughs> but by the time I got to, uh, in Quebec, it's called Sejap, which is essentially college. I started volunteering for a radio station that was like 
broadcast in the halls. Yeah, that's that's a else. great place to get started. Then I did an undergrad of a sociology because I wanted to have a fallback degree because I talked to people in radio and they were saying like how rocky a business it is and how hard it is to get in and make something of yourself. Yeah. So I did that. And then when I graduated university after doing like a bunch of years of college radio, I applied to every tiny shitty little town in Canada that had a radio station. 50 places across Canada I applied to. Oh my God. To try. It was and like I a sent blitz. Like a, I sent an audio demo. Like, yep. here's what I can do. You you spent I like... I blitzed. Yeah, you did like packages for every yes. single one. Okay. Fort McMurray, Medicine Hat, <laughs> Grand Prairie, uh, Vernon, BC, uh, Duncan, Salmon Arm. All these towns Chilliwack, I've never heard of. Abbotsford, Kelowna. <laughs> okay, I've like, heard of literally everywhere that had like small to medium markets because I had heard enough to know that I wasn't going to start at Q107 or wherever, you know? Sure. Sure. And uh, and it was crickets. I got a whole bunch of rejection letters. Oh, what? And you sent like a tape of your stuff that you'd done at a college radio station. It was like an audio demo I put together, and I put it in with like the application, and I just like, hey, anything you have, keep me in mind. I'm really interested. We'll move anywhere in Canada. Blah blah blah. Wow. And I didn't get anything, and then I was like done university so i was just working jobs trying to find work in radio Mm -hmm. and so i worked at a restaurant that summer i worked at the yacht club i used to teach sailing at in the fall i sold cds in a mall over christmas i think the difference between uh what bundus and i did and what you did is that you were going for an on-air position yeah with little to no experience well, with only like working for free experience, right? Yeah. Whereas I don't think Bundes and I were applying for jobs on the air. Yeah, no, I I had no interest in being on the air up until you know I started working with you guys. Yeah, well, there you go. It's mm-hmm. t- yeah. So you're, you were you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you were going for the the big job, really. I was going for any job where I could be behind a microphone, no matter what size of city I was in. By the time spring came around, after it had been almost a year since I graduated, mm-hmm. my girlfriend at the time was still at my university. A friend of mine had a roommate move out after paying a full year's rent. So I just went and lived with him, hung out with my girlfriend, worked at the radio station that I, uh, like behind the scenes, mm-hmm. just making demos of my oh. of shows. And I was sending them out and just trying to, f- I made my job trying to find a job in radio. Oh, good for and you. And it eventually worked. I found a job in like the worst place in Canada you could imagine living. Just about. <laughs> Rosetown, Saskatchewan. When I, I didn't even know where it was. I looked it up and in the special media directory and it said audience 60,000. I'm like, shit, I can live in a city with 60,000 people? Uh-huh. That's not bad. Turns out their audience was 60,000 spread out over all over rural Saskatchewan. Oh. So the town where the radio station was in was 2,900 people. That was it. Oh my God. I flew out there for an interview and it turns out like, they're like, oh yeah, just uh, make your flight arrangements and come out here. I'm like, okay. And then it turns out I had to pay for the plane ticket you for the did? interview. Yeah. Because like, the, way they, the way they worded it was like, oh, you know, like I'll let you uh, look after the flight times and booking a ticket. I'm like, okay. Just thinking they're going to ask me for a receipt. Mm-hmm. Never did. Um, Those jerks. And I had to stay there <laughs> for a full weekend. So I got there, like, I can't remember, I think I flew there on a Friday, and uh, 
I have this interview and then that was it. Then I sat there for the whole weekend in this shitty like motor in hotel. Why did you have to stay for that? Because it was the flights, like the way it worked. And uh, the guy who's doing the hiring uh, said, oh yeah, I'll uh, give you a call tomorrow and we'll hang out or something. Never called. Turns out (laughs) the Monday after my interview, he resigned from the job. No. Yeah. So now I'm like applied for this job. The guy I had the interview with, I, I ended up interviewing with like the guy who owned the radio station as well. Thank God. Program director left the job because it was so terrible living there. And then eventually I did get a call and I went and worked there. It's terrible though. And then you hated that year that you lived there. I mean, it was interesting for a little bit. I was excited to be working in radio because I wanted it so bad. I was happy to have a job. Yeah. But it was like living in a town in the middle of Saskatchewan. Look up Rosetown, Saskatchewan and see where it is. And it's literally, it's an hour and 15 minutes out of Saskatoon on the way to Calgary. Calgary's another four hours away from there or five. And it, um, there was nothing to do. And I made no money. Was like broke living there. <laughs> yeah, it looks. I, I lived there only for seven months, and my cousin, uh, another cousin of mine who was in radio, lived in Regina. It's funny that I have two first cousins that worked in radio. Yeah. So he was in Regina. I went to visit him, and then his bosses kind of took a liking to me. I had a chance to meet them, and then they offered me a job. And I was in Regina, which is another horrible place to live, unless you're from there. And uh, for 10 months, and then I got to come back to Ontario. Thank God. Thank God. So it's like this huge journey. And then Maura is like, oh, I was at university. I saw a flyer (laughs) on the wall. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. Yeah, I was uh, studying uh, communications at Concordia with a minor in cinema. And um, there was this flyer on the wall uh, that was like radio station internship credits for school, that kind of thing. And I thought, oh, that would be a cool way to get a couple of credits towards my degree. Um, so I called and they were having like interviews. So I like, I had never heard of this radio station. Turns out it was like the legendary... Shome 97.7, the spirit of rock in Montreal, which is the station you grew up, grew up dying to be on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had an interview with the morning show and the morning show host at the time was Steve Anthony and Andrew Carter. And um, yeah, you know, we just, I, I literally was up all night the night before at the bar I, I I went home with a guy. We had sex. I probably reeked of sex and <laughs> weed. That's why they hired you. <laughs> like honestly, I did not shower before I went. I just showed up. I just like, oh my god, I gotta go. I have to be there at this thing. I get into the lobby of Shome, and there's people sitting down in suits, like with briefcases. They're like taking this really serious. Applying for a job. Applying for a job. And uh, I remember saying to Steve Anthony, like, we sat down, we talked. They're like, why should we hire you? Like, I was not prepared for such a serious interview. I'm like, you know, to be honest, I didn't know what I was getting into when I came to this 
place. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something. I'll give you guys 110% of my effort. Now that I'm here, I can feel like this is right. And I will work so hard for you guys. And uh, they gave me the job. Me and one other person were, were chosen. Out yeah, of like a lobby filled with people. Who's the other person? I never saw the person because I did like Mondays and Tuesdays and they did Thursdays and Fridays or something yeah. like that. So I never met the, that other intern. But I was the uh, uh, intern after my internship, which was four months. I could not work for free anymore because I needed money as a student. And I ended up getting um, an opping position, which is like somebody technically who, who runs the, the board. Yeah. So uh, that's how I got my start. Yeah. Yeah. Was he there, was he, I just, it's so funny to me. Like you go in, you're like, I didn't even know what to expect. Yeah, and you're like hungover. <laughs> this is where I, and I, it's, I don't mean to belittle your, you know, skill set. My vibe, my aura. But like just being a hot young blonde girl would have totally helped you in that situation. I don't know. Because I, I was a redhead at that okay, time. Well, I was dying like a redhead. redhead. They're like, oh, it's a fun person. Yeah. You know, and all these people who probably had like, you know, you just edged out. I remember too being this uh, over, I was ran the board on the overnight show and I had never thought that I would ever be one of the DJs talking on the air. I just yeah. thought you must have to have a lot of training for that. And uh, <laughs> one day my boss called me and he said, how would you like to turn the microphone on? <laughs> I'm like, what? Really? He's like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we'd like to get some more female voices. So I think we'll have you start training with one of our commercial producers. And so I was handing him demos every week and he was tweaking me. And then after about two months, he said I was ready to stop running the voice tracks and start turning the mic on. And I'm very grateful for him for giving me that opportunity. I was never expecting it. But I remember at the time, another overnight op was pissed because yeah. he had been there forever dying to turn on dying the microphone to t- yeah pitching he, wa- he wanted it too he wanted it too much right he, you just have to not give was, a shit he was you in that situation <laughs> i equate it to my acting career too that's all i ever want to do is act and act and then i go to these auditions and i want it so bad that it's it comes off as being annoying and too much you know yeah nah I mean, if I was in that situation, I would have been like making demos and forcing them down people's throats <laughs> and being like, have a listen. Am I ready now? Yeah. I and, remember my boss at the time saying too, like, because I used to do a demo and then slide it under his door. He asked me to do that because I would be working, you know, at the overnight show. So he, he wouldn't even be there when I was there. And one time he's like, um, why are you sliding demos under my door anymore? And I'm like, ah, because I feel like you're not even listening to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I was right. Yeah, he wasn't. He eh? wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he it's just, too much on his plate. It's just funny that I was so like, I don't know, confident that it kind of played in my favor. They appreciated it, I guess, because they were so used to people being desperate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy, though. I eh? like that. You didn't even want it and everything was just like being handed to you. But you know what? You probably, you know, they saw something in you, I yes. guess. Yeah. Well, you know you what? Know, I when tease I... you that you were hot. I'm sure that helps. But like they had. When I, I was on the, the vibe, morning. I bet the vibe when you went in because you didn't care, you didn't seem like you were going to be a big headache and a pain in the ass. Cause yes. If you're hiring someone to be around to help you with things, you don't want someone who's going to be like. A vibe crush. Just 
kill the room. Yeah. You know, and you probably had the right vibe. So yes. even though you didn't give a shit and you were hungover and you reeked of sex and weed. <laughs> that's, that's the right vibe for a radio studio. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You walk in there with the suit on and everyone's going to get like yeah. all tightened up around you. Yeah, right? nobody wears a suit in radio. Yes. And I'll, I have to say, I have to thank Steve Anthony too, uh, the old Much Music VJ, because he used to put me on the air all the time on the show. I was intern Mora and he'd ask for my opinion on stuff. I was the only woman in the room too. So I'd like to think that when he throw to me i i was actually not half bad yeah and maybe that's why i got the opportunity you know i know what you're saying bundus yeah you just sent one email yeah yeah <laughs> to um, john derringer yeah and, to john uh, derringer yeah to him directly or to, to like uh yeah okay so i'm in i'm in a radio program uh at seneca at the, on the york university campus and in order to graduate the program you got to do an internship you got to put your hours in and I was sitting in there at the commons one day and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Who's going to take me? How do I go about doing this? And I just thought, you know what? I like you. I've always liked you. Love John. Let me just send him an email. They had this segment on their show um, called listener email where they'd read a bunch of emails that get submitted it. And, you know, it could be charity things. It could be whatever. They just read it and yeah. give feedback. So I fired one off. And the next morning, I guess Ryan... Uh, who was like well, was the one of John's co-hosts uh, was filtering the emails thought and he used to be an intern and I guess you know like that that feeling of like oh here's another young kid I was in his spot once decided yeah. to put the email in front of John John just read it on the air the guys all laughed and said fuck it let's give him a shot and <laughs> I was like is this really happening oh you my know God. like it, it was so crazy to hear that on the air after a day later sending that email must have been a bad email day for them, man. They're just like scrambling to find something. Um, like how, what you always listened? Like, did you know it was going to be read on the show and they gave you a heads up? I had no idea it would be read. Um, wow. I, I knew like the segment, but I, I did not know that it would be the next day. I didn't know what the process of, of how they filtered, how many emails they get. I, did, I had no idea. So it was a shock to me to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I responded back to them and then, you know, a week later they said, why don't you come in in the morning? And, and, you know, I'm like, fuck, right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know how to. I don't know what to do with the right, like, how am I supposed to dress? What the vibe is supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. Um, and my my mom thought it would be a good idea for me to bring in something to everybody. So oh. she made a bunch of fucking cookies. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's cute. That's so cute. Oh, yeah. I walk in. Yeah. On my first day to intern. With cookies. With fucking cookies. <laughs> and a tin can. With a bunch of bros. <laughs> in the room. And, yeah. and the moment I walked in that door, I got hurled a bunch of names while holding that tin can. And <laughs> I knew from that moment there that this was going to be the place for me, right? Like, yeah. it was just like, okay, these guys are bros. This is the tin can can go into the garbage. And I like, yeah. I'm going to get along with these guys. And then I remember I would go in every morning before going to school. So, like, my days were insane uh like the the amount of little sleep i had i just put in so much effort because i loved the guys i loved i loved wow. wanting to learn and i wanted to be at the station all the time so even though i was technically an intern on the morning show i would i would go to school i would come back and i'd help work with the promo department i'd work with the tech ops doing the remote live broadcast i was just trying to learn everything um, amazing and after about three months i guess the program director there as well as John and the crew, they all took a liking to me and my work ethic, and they decided to offer me a part-time job. You know what sucks, though? 
The common theme between you and Mora is that you were able to get uh, into the industry through an internship where they didn't have to pay you. Though yep. That doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart that it doesn't exist anymore because um, radio companies are continually under the strain of budgets. And yeah. a lot of these companies are now controlled by major corporations that have to worry about share prices. You know, back in the day, it was all privately owned. It was like rich families owned radio stations or yeah. had partners. And uh, you could have internships. But those rules change. So you can no longer have an internship unless you're guaranteed school credit. That's the only way you're allowed. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of set hours. But if you... Um, well, that's because companies were abusing... Uh, workers though to a point but also people when i look at radio there are tons of people who started as interns and got experience and really you're a liability for a radio station at first like you're it's more of a pain to have an intern at the beginning until they're well trained because you have to use your own like uh, team to train them yeah right yes and then they eventually get to a point where they're productive for you and then they start producing but it's like almost like a seed you put in the ground it takes some work before it eventually grows and starts bearing fruit yes totally and um, and companies aren't allowed to do that now so there's a lot of internships that would have happened back in the day can't happen now mm-hmm. and that means missed opportunities for people people who would get a chance to start working for a morning show for free they yeah. just can't do that now we yeah we've talked about wanting an intern or a, 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 a whole, it has to be paid it has to be paid it has to be a paid position for us to bring it in and then it's like no we don't have the budget for it so it's like yeah there's someone out there who would want to work with us mm-hmm. they're willing but we're not allowed yeah even if we're gonna give them this experience that's gonna almost be better than school for them a hundred percent it's better than school soon as soon as i as... got to 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 q yeah. everything i learned in school went out the window everything was different here. i've told people totally. that is if they're ready to enter the workforce because there are some people who go to school and radio who aren't ready for the workforce they're too young they want to just be you know students longer mm-hmm. great go to radio school but it used to be i would tell people just Offer your services for free for, um, you know, six months. I guarantee you'll be getting paid by the end of the six months. And just say, look, I'll work for you for free mm-hmm. for the next year, whatever. And just promise you'll move me around into different departments every couple of months. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be as good as going to school on radio. Yeah, You wouldn't would. get a diploma. You wouldn't have a certificate or anything to show for it at the end of it. Yeah. But you can learn so much just on the job. And we can't we can't have a free intern now. We can't give someone that experience. Yeah. Unless it's for like a set period of time and there's school credits attached to it and there's all these like caveats. And obviously now with um, COVID, we can't have anybody working with us. Yeah. Because people can't come in. They're not allowed. No, they're not but it's, allowed. Um, I think it's it really unfortunate. It is sad. I mean, it's sad that people were taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. A lot of this happened because there was like an intern who was working like a double shift and then they ended up like having a, they fell asleep driving home or something, got involved in a car wreck and passed away. Yeah. And that led to some changes and regulations anyways, because there was no regulations. So uh, there was interns who were being abused. Uh, But unfortunately, that's like the small percentage yeah, a lot um, of people are now going to miss out on an opportunity to have a totally. career. Although now I would tell everybody to stay away from radio and go become a <laughs> doctor, if an anesthesiologist. That's where it's at. I would say if there's any opportunity and no matter what field you're doing where you can shadow people, that's the ticket. 
and even yeah. just having your foot in the door because it is uh, when you're hiring people it's a lot about what you know but it's a lot about how you adapt in a room and, and how much you can learn on the site so and i think that applies to any industry so if you can get some some shadowing time in any industry i think that's really good and if there is a lesson to be taken from today's conversation is just don't try too hard to get anything. Just uh, <laughs> pretend you don't give a shit. Yeah. And then it'll just land on your lap like it did for Mora and Bundes. I'm still here, guys. And Morgan Wallen is going to have to figure some stuff out and yeah. see if he has uh, a third chance coming his way. Thanks for checking out the podcast, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. If I'm a single, I'm a need a double side of that.